Hey, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and you're listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast focused on helping you live your most abundant life, whatever that means to you. From money, to entrepreneurship, to manifestation, to wellness and beauty hacks, to the occasional Real Housewives reference, if you're ready to start becoming your next level self, the future version of you who's doing, being, and attracting everything you desire, and having fun while you do it, you are in the right place, and it's time to start showing up as this version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited to talk again. We got such good, such good feedback from from the first episode. I figured might as well have you have you back. I'm so happy. Everyone that came from um, your side of things was like just the nicest, most open-hearted, kind people. So I was so excited to come back and st- and talk. Well, I'm glad. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be that sort of response after our conversation. And yeah, I'm very, very lucky because I feel like I have the nicest audience. I I mean, I hear other creators and business owners who talk about like getting mean messages and stuff all the time. I'm like, honestly, I feel so lucky that I really don't get a lot of that. I mean, aside from TikTok, but you know, that's its own. Do you have haters on TikTok? (laughs) You know, only if it's like a a video goes viral, then yeah. But then I just try not to like read the comments because I'm like, okay, these people obviously don't have anything better to do. Um, But anyways, I'm so excited to get into just a bunch of just a bunch of random things today. I mean, I think we can definitely do we should do another card poll, maybe talk about the astrology um, for August and just anything else that comes up. I mean, I feel like our last conversation was so good and just organic the way that it flowed. So I know it was really fun. And there's, I mean, this summer is exciting with how much transitions there are and like astrological events. And, um, I did a a card reading right before we came on. So I'm excited to share the messages that come through. Yay. Okay. I can't wait. Well, we'll do, we'll do that at the end. We'll keep people, keep people waiting. Um, (laughs) I guess like to start, I was thinking we could talk about threads because obviously that's like a huge thing that came out, I think earlier this week or last last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to hear like your thoughts on it, if you're using it, how you're using it, but just a little recap for anybody. I mean, who's been living under a rock. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has heard about threads if they haven't joined already. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically a new social media platform from Instagram. It's almost identical to Twitter text based, but I mean, I've been on there and I've seen people posting like memes and photos and stuff as well. So are you totally. on it? Yeah. What yeah. Do you think? I joined. I, I mean, I was excited by it because I love the aesthetic of my page and I, I do really care, especially like as a, from a designer standpoint, I really care about things looking really beautiful And I will spend, I'll go into a hole sometimes with posts of like, I end up like tweaking it so many times that I'm not even excited about the message anymore. And like the amount of stuff I have not posted because of that very thing, it made me excited with threads because it was just like, oh, I can just give the text. Like it doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. It doesn't have to be like, you know, it it can really just be the single card pull that I had that day. And it can be a lot faster. It's a lot less for me. It's a lot less time on my phone. Um, And I also like, I weirdly, listen, it does kind of seem like the billionaires are fighting and you're like, this is like, it's so insane. And that's a whole other wormhole that I will not go down. (laughs) But it was really interesting to me because when Elon bought Twitter, I think everyone was like, "This he's about to tank it, you know, like it's going down. And we saw so many people, like so many um, 
tech people race to have the next big thing. And I think it was really like the message for me that came through, which was the biggest message of threads was like how behind the scenes it was like, none of us knew it was happening. they, They took a lot of time to build it. And then they just like launched it. And I feel like there's such a narrative with social media and creatives and people that just like do things that we're supposed to be pumping things out on the daily or on the weekly. And I feel like there is a good message there of like, if you really believe you have something powerful and and good, like take your time to build it. Like that platform is streamlined. I mean, it's, it's very identical to Twitter, but it is streamlined. It was, it's the first social media platform that takes your current following. You know what I mean? That you can just like you can start with a following, you know, and that's very rare. That's never happened before. Again, it's just another billionaire <laughs> creating a platform, but you know, we can always take a message from something. And for me, I was like, oh, okay, I can slow down. I can believe in what I'm making. I can believe in the message that I have and the thing that I'm going to create. And I don't have to like tell everyone that I'm doing it and I can just get it done and then just like release it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. There, yeah. I, I feel like there's so many things I want to say about threads too, because just exactly what you said, there's kind of a message in everything. And just when you were talking, it made me think about like how it's almost identical to Twitter, but there mm-hmm. are still obviously tons of people still join and there's still a specific audience for kind of Twitter and threads or people who are going to be attracted and want to stay on one versus the other. And it's kind of a good reminder about your niche too and feeling like, oh, everybody else has already done the thing that I want to do or the course topic that I want to create or whatever. It's like, it doesn't even matter if there's somebody out there who's doing the exact same course topic that you're doing. If you do it a different way, even if it like is the exact same topic, there's a different way that you're going to create it or spin it or teach it or whatever that's going to attract certain people and probably make other people not like it, but that's also great. Totally. Audience. Have you seen, I I also have seen, and I was wondering, I was thinking about you when I was seeing this, a lot of like kind of bigger creators were like, oh, not another app. Like I don't like just deny it. Like don't get it. And then, cause we don't need to be on our phones more and all that, which is all very true. But like, it was interesting to me also the amount of people that were like, I don't want to have to do another app. It's like, I mean, to me, when I hear that, I hear a blah in how we engage with social media. Like there's obviously a negative side of social media. There's a negative side of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's our story and our job and opportunity in life to learn how to like find that balance for ourselves individually. And like, I find it like the mindset of, oh my God, not another, like, oh, we have to do this again. Like, I I don't know. I think I'm interested in, in what you have to say of like how people when people thought about something like threads coming out is, oh God, there's another thing. Like, how am I going to make this happen? Or how am am I going to deal with this? Like, how do you spin your relationship with social media to be one that is positive rather than one that feels like I'm never going to have enough followers. I'm never going to have enough um, clients or whatever it is. Oh my gosh. Such a good question. Well, I don't feel like, I mean, there could be a hundred new social media apps that come out. I don't feel like that is affecting anything that I'm doing because at the end of the day, I get to decide which ones I like, which ones I post to, how much time I'm on my phone. Like I take radical responsibility for everything in my life. And so if I've like, if I start to feel like, you know, I don't know, 
I have to be on a certain platform in order to be successful. I really look at that as like, okay, but do you? Because at the end of the day, it's whatever you want to be doing. You're the one who's running the business. You're the one who's creating the content. And so my thought process with anything new is I always download it because I'm curious. I want to test it out. And then I want to make the decision for myself. Do I like this? Does this make content creation easy for me? Does it make me have less time on my phone? Because like you said, with with threads, it's so nice that you can kind of just be imperfect and post things like stream of consciousness. Don't really have to think about this or spend hours editing it. You can just post it. So in a way I'm like, oh, this is great. This actually might be a way to spend less time on our phones. It's really just about the way that you approach something and view it. And anytime you're taking that kind of like victim mentality of like, oh my gosh, something new that somebody else is forcing me to do. It's like, take your power back. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. And you can be successful in the way that you want to do it on whatever platform that you're on. And you don't have to be on Instagram. You don't have to be on threads. You don't have to be on YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Like you get to decide. No one else can tell you that. So yeah. Yeah. I also think like with social media, a lot of times, at least for me in my personal experience, like I was, I I totally had at first the feeling towards social media that was like, Oh my God, why am I going to do this? Like an influence, like they're just, they're not even, you know, whatever it is. Like I had that narrative and then it would, it really, I was like, okay, this is clearly a block for me. And what is that block? And for me, and for most people that I see, it's like the fear of being seen because social media is about being seen. It's it's not even about being seen. It's about like demanding that you are worthy of being seen. And I feel like when we have this kind of disconnect with social media or like when we feel icky by it, or when we like resent other people for their platforms and stuff, it's really like a question on, um, you know, why, why aren't, why won't you let yourself be seen? You know, what is it about you that you feel like you shouldn't be seen because we all should, and that we all have the opportunity to have that level of a platform or that level of growth. It's just how much we allow ourselves to have it. No, that's totally true. And and another thing I was thinking about too is, I mean, sometimes I do feel a little bit by Instagram specifically, I haven't spent enough time on threads for this, but feeling like I I'm burnt out or I like don't have anything left to give on Instagram because I am, I feel like I'm on there a lot for like answering questions, DM, you know, answering DMs, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like that's not Instagram's fault. It's like something I, I need to focus on prioritizing my own energy before I'm like giving it out to other people. So like, that's another thing too, is like fear of being seen or you feel like you don't have boundaries. Well, this is something we're going to get into later too. You don't have boundaries around like your own time and giving to other people before you're giving to yourself. So the, the theme this week, yeah, boundaries. boundaries. <laughs> um, but just, I just wanted to share a couple other things. Like I obviously am by no means an expert on threads, but I wanted to share just a couple things that I've seen kind of be um, positives about the platform and like a little bit of like what might work to grow a following if anybody wants to be on there. So, and feel free to chime in wherever you want, but let me take notes. <laughs> you know, and again, I have only posted like five times, so I am not claiming to be an expert here, but Again, like you said, it's really cool because of the integration with Instagram. It's like you can sign up and it'll prompt you to follow the people that you're already following. So if you do have followers on Instagram and then you switch over to threads, 
a lot of those people, if you, especially if you have an engaged audience are going to immediately follow you. So you're like starting off with a following, which is great. Um, I also think it's cool because one of the main questions that I get from people on Instagram is, can I build a successful business or, you know, post on Instagram without showing my face is one of like, and so back to the, you know, what are you, (laughs) why are you afraid of being, are you afraid of being seen and all of that? So, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but if it feels easier to get started without showing your face, threads is great. You can just post, you know, words, thoughts from your brain, which is amazing um, until maybe you get comfortable enough to show your face on camera, uh, which I do still think is important. Um, And then it's a great way to just repurpose. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel here or like spend a lot of time creating original content, literally go back through your Instagram captions, old blog posts, podcasts, like whatever you have. um, And you can take you know, snippets from there. This would also be, it could be a good um, job to have, like if you have an assistant or somebody helping you to kind of go back and Mm -hmm. repost or recreate things that you've already done, which is great. And then the last thing that I was going to say was it's a great opportunity also. And I've seen a lot of people growing this way. I haven't personally done this, but I've seen other people, you know, if you're not always wanting to create original content yourself, you can kind of be a curator on threads in the sense that you can still grow a following by seeking out other interesting people and reposting what they're posting, commenting on their threads and engaging that way rather than, you know, creating insightful original quotes every single day on there yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect. I didn't even think of that. That's that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I mean, it's also like such an easy thing to just like, I feel like it's another way to kind of also show your personality Mm -hmm. more so than like an Instagram post or I don't know to me an Instagram post. And maybe it's just because of my platform, but like there's a, it's a, it's dense with information and like it's, there's a lot of things in a one single post. Whereas a thread, like you can have just like one silly thought in your head on your walk. You know what I mean? That like, you know, that someone else might find funny or someone else, like it might bring them joy. Like it doesn't have to be, I feel like we put a ton of pressure on ourselves to constantly perform at a very high level. And that's just like, not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not realistic. And yeah. I think a platform like that one, where it really is text-based and it's like so quick. I mean, it's, it's someone can miss your thread so easily that it's like it, it allows you kind of the freedom to just like play and and yeah. maybe think of it less in a way that's, you know, so putting so much pressure on yourself to deliver. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's something I love about TikTok too, is I, for some reason, and I don't think this is necessarily true, but I have it in my mind that like nobody I know in real life follows me on TikTok. So it doesn't matter what I post. Like I can just do, I can just be my weird ass self because like my parents aren't going to see it. You know what I mean? And like on Instagram, I feel like I have to be a little bit more buttoned up, which is a lie that I'm telling myself, obviously, but I feel the same way with threads. So (laughs) I tell myself that same lie. So there's definitely something there. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I love it. Well, I know last time we were going to get into like some pop culture stuff, but then we got so into everything else that we didn't. So I don't know. I have a couple of things that are happening right now, but any, any like interesting pop culture things that you're into right now or have heard about or shows you're watching or anything? I mean, I've just been literally hulking out about Jonah Hill. (laughs) Um, Same. Like, what is it like been two days or something? I mean, uh, there's just, there's so much there. There's so much there, but 
Um, that's really been, I mean, like literally like yesterday I was like, okay, you need to like put down, like, I was like talking to people that don't care. <laughs> I was like, do you want to talk about Jonah Hill? And they're like, no. Um, the amount of podcasts I've already listened to that are like discussing this, it's really embarrassing. But I mean, those are, those are the things I listen to. Cause I'm like, I need a break from, from business stuff, but I'm curious. So well, we can kind of get into, I mean, I'm sure most people probably know, but basically what happened, Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, she's a surfer. Um, I think her name is, I wrote it down somewhere, Sarah Brady. Um, she posted some text message exchanges between them, like when they were dating, I think over a year ago. Um, and then people are really conflicted about, because mm-hmm. he's basically saying, these are my, ba- I actually, I have the exact, I'll read it so that people have context. Okay. <laughs> You guys need to hear this. And then we're going to get into a conversation about boundaries. So Jonah said, plain and simple. And I just also side note, I love how many like memes are being taken from this. Like, I'll read it to you and then we can get into that. But he said, plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings, but these are my boundaries for a romantic partnership. So that was his message. And then people are just going off about boundaries, what boundaries actually are. So what, what was your initial reaction when you saw this? I'm curious. I mean, first and foremost, I think that type of language is so dangerous because it feels very therapy based. And obviously we know he's done a lot of therapy. Um, but because it ends with something so like it, then I'm, I support you, like, because it signs off in a way that is very confusing. Like I feel like so many people are falling victim to this type of relationship. I I think he's, it's laughable. Like it's so freaking ridiculous. The fact that men and people, I'm not even going to people want to date someone who's a, a baddie. And then they're pissed when the person is still a baddie within the relationship. It's like, you are so allowed to date someone that shares the same morals of you as you. If you are someone that is a little bit more conservative, there's nothing wrong with that, but then date people that also are conservative. Like is so confusing to me that people want to date someone who is really comfortable with their sexuality or is really comfortable with their body or is a model for a living. Like there is nothing wrong with that. And then they date and they're like, oh, but now your body is mine. And like those things shouldn't be seen by other people. Being in a relationship does not equate to being owned by someone. And that seems like we're still not letting go of that. And like for me, I was again hulking out because – the amount of relationships that I had in my like late teens, early twenties, I've always been like, you know, I've modeled for a long time and then I, you know, I act and stuff and like, yeah, I'm, I, I have shoots where like my body is exposed or like whatever it is. And and I'm allowed to make that decision for myself, but it was, it was really like, oh, but are you a, are you a, a whole woman? If you allow yourself to be seen that way, it's like, are you great? crazy? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's funny cuz I without knowing much context about who she was, the fact that she's actually like a surfer, so of course she's going to be surfing with men and being in a bathing suit. Like 
okay. I didn't know that, but my initial reaction actually, when I saw that first message was like, okay, that's obviously not something I would ever stand for. I think it's super controlling and like, that's just, yeah, it's not, it's not my vibe at all. But if my thought was kind of like, oh, if, if these are his, you know, if this is what he wants in a romantic partnership, then like, I guess you do you. But as I started to go down the kind of rabbit hole, which I'm so glad that I did. And I'm also so glad that I'm open to like learning because obviously I didn't really fully understand the concept of a boundary, which I don't think a lot of people did, which after Mm -hmm. this, I realized because I saw a bunch of reels and TikToks about it, like he's totally misusing the term boundaries. And again, because he's somebody who's publicly had so much therapy, I think he maybe thinks that it gives him some credibility to use this like therapy speak (laughs) with people. What I learned, which again, I'm going to like we can talk about this here because I don't think I'm the only one who maybe didn't fully understand this concept, but a boundary is a line that you draw for yourself and determines your own behavior when a situation occurs versus a line that you're drawing for somebody else. So I thought it was really interesting because I think a lot of people and misuse this when it comes to social media as well, because um, so an example of a boundary would be like, okay, when I am scrolling on Instagram, and I start to get into this comparison trap, then I'm going to start unfollowing or muting the accounts that make me feel like that because it's a boundary you're setting for yourself versus what he's kind of doing would be saying, well, I'm scrolling on social media and I feel bad for myself. So all these people need to change what they're posting to make me feel better. So I was exactly. like, wow, I'm I'm glad that I like now I fully understand the concept because it makes so much sense. And clearly everybody like a lot of people would benefit myself included from like understanding what that means because he can't I mean a boundary is not telling your girlfriend what she needs to do 100% and I think that's exactly why it's so dangerous Mm -hmm. is like yeah like at face value I mean a, a a like stereotypical abusive text message doesn't look like that you know it's name calling it's aggressive it's um controlling but that but then this very message, although it's written well, it ends with this, like, then I support you. Like there, it, it's still riddled with control. Yeah. And yeah, it's exactly it. He's like, I, I'm having jealousy. I'm feeling insecure in this relationship. So you need to like literally sending her photos, delete this one, delete that one. Like, I don't know. And I, I feel for her. Cause she also shared a message where she said like, at some point she said, I always worry that I'm not good enough. And like, that you're, I'm always afraid you're going to leave the relationship, mm. which I mean, it, it's also funny because as I'm reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is so in theme with what's happening this, <laughs> this summer astrologically. I literally, my brain cannot. Oh my God. Okay. Well, separate the two. <laughs> I know. I want to know everything then. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, we have like Venus is going, it's going to retrograde in, in Leo, um, at like in, I think it's July 22nd and it goes to like September 6th. Don't quote me on the dates, but that is, I think what it is. So when, like when Mercury is going retrograde, you can think of Mercury as kind of messing up our, um, our thoughts and our minds and like having not, not, not enough clarity in our thoughts and minds. So when Venus goes retrograde, it's more so messing up our, our emotions. It's messing with our emotions. And Venus is a planet of relationships and and love. And, but there really is such a theme of like, when it's going retrograde, I, I think a lot of people hear retrograde and they're like, oh, shit's about to be fucked up. I just have to like anchor down and get through it. I think retrograde is an amazing time 
to have like the most growth and the most healing because whatever comes up is giving you an opportunity to see some programming that's not working for you, some patterns in your life that are not working for you. And it gives you an opportunity to address them and then rewrite them. So these patterns are going to be related to our relationships and how we show up in relationships. It's funny because I was thinking about how I deliver this very thing that Venus is going retrograde because from my personal experience, I had a very anxious avoidant attachment style. So like if someone was really present with me and like really wanting my attention, I would tend to be very avoidant because I was afraid of it. And then if someone was very distant or very push pull, I became very anxious. And I remember a time where my attachment style was so inflamed that when I would listen to podcasts and they would be like, this is the, you know, this is what's happening in the charts this year. And it had anything to do with like relationship turmoil. It would make me sick (laughs) because like my codependency, that fear of like, oh my God, someone, something's going to come in and take my relationship away from me or take the people I love away from me. Like it, it would cause so much anxiety within me. So whenever I think about talking about something like Venus going retrograde and how it's going to affect relationships. I think about the people that are listening to this right now that are in that kind of anxious mindset and that are dealing with those thoughts. And that's something that Sarah Brady really perfectly said and very vulnerably said in her text message, like, I am always afraid you're going to leave me. And there's a lot of shame, I think, in being the anxious partner because it's embarrassing to want to be chosen. It's embarrassing to want love. It's embarrassing to want someone to like say, Hey, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And if you're very anxious, you're not going to choose someone that's going to say those things. You're going to choose someone that like activates that anxiety so that you have an opportunity to heal it. So when I talk about Venus going retrograde, yeah, it's going to shake things up in relationships. I think it's not the time to start a new relationship. I don't think it's going to just come in and break people up who are not meant to break up. That being said, Anyone who's in a long-term relationship knows that you might be in 150 different relationships with that one person. Mm -hmm. And so this is the ending of a season within your relationship and the beginning of a new season within that relationship if you're meant to still be with that person. If there is a breakup or a separation, I know a few people in my personal life that have gone through catastrophic relationship endings lately. When that stuff happens, that's really the universe stepping in and being like, we really wanted you to choose this for yourself because of you know your past experiences, because of your anxiety, because of your self-doubt, you're not. So here we're doing it for you. And then here's all the pieces that you have the opportunity to learn and grow and build yourself up again. So if there are people kind of in separation, like asking yourself what it would really mean to do something differently. If your pattern is to constantly reach for someone else, ask yourself what a new pattern would be like to reach for yourself. If your pattern is to be incredibly avoidant, if you're in a relationship and you're like, I don't like having those big sticky talks, Jonah Hill, I don't want to address the fact that I am feeling jealous within this relationship. So I'm going to act out. If that's your pattern, Venus in retrograde is going to give you an opportunity to be like, okay, I'm the avoidant one here. I'm afraid of having these conversations because I'm afraid of the com- where the conversation will go. What would it look like to build a new pattern? within this time frame. Retrograde does cause a little bit of people like to say chaos. That's just because we're thinking we're daring to think and do things differently. You know, like we get to reframe everything. 
chaos does not need to be a negative thing. Again, as a triple fire sign, chaos is beautiful. Like chaos gives you an opportunity to see things differently. It gives you a window to do things differently. I think that we are as humans, our human tendency is to be really afraid of change. When in reality, if you look back at your life, every opportunity where there was drastic change was the start of something like what you entered next, you would choose to be there over the place that you came from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that we're going to continue to see public figures and, um, you know, in personal lives, we're going to continue to see people be kind of exposed for their patterns if they're unwilling to expose them themselves. Like, I think the most powerful thing you can do is first and foremost, expose yourself within any relationship. Like if you feel like you're doing something wrong, call it out, ask for that person to sit, sit in the conversation with you, see if you can rebuild. If you don't do that and someone comes to you and says, Hey, I want to talk about something. The next most powerful thing to do is listen. Like we are going to see a lot of people who are being called out for like some toxic dynamics within their relationships that might be you. Someone might come to you and say, Hey, like you're not listening or you're not showing up enough. And then we also, I think in terms of the public eye, like it's not just Jonah Hill. Like there are so many people that act like that within relationships. There are women that act like that within relationships that don't want their partner following certain people that don't want their partner out without them. You know, like those are opportunities for you to see your own blocks and you to see your own resistance within relationships. And that I think is primarily what Venus in retrograde is going to do for us. So about six years ago, I was living as a minimalist in a tiny house, thousands of dollars in debt, never spending a dime on anything non-essential. And I just started to have this feeling like, I want more than this. I want freedom to make my own schedule, to travel the world, to take bougie vacations and not limit myself to the cheapest food item on every menu anymore. Most importantly, I wanted to make an impact and help tons of people all over the world without hustling or working myself into the ground. Maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I just knew that there had to be a way to make passive, scalable income while I was at the spa. And even though everyone else thought that I was crazy, I created my first online nutrition course and proved everybody wrong. Online courses are a way to provide value to an unlimited amount of people at once in a completely passive way. Meaning you could be making thousands of dollars and enrolling new students while you're at the spa, which is actually something I do almost every week now. At this point, I've helped over 2,700 entrepreneurs in all different industries like real estate, hairstyling, makeup, homeschooling, motherhood, interior design, graphic design, human design, astrology, business and marketing, photography, language, social media, and so many others create profitable, scalable, and passive online courses inside my program, Online Course Academy. To learn more about Online Course Academy, how to choose a profitable topic, how to grow your audience from scratch without ads, and how to start selling your online course passively, I would love to have you come join my free masterclass called How to Make Passive Income with Your Own Online Course. The link to join the masterclass will be in the show notes of this episode and will also be linked in my Instagram bio at Rebel Nutrition. Remember, this is a completely free class, so there's literally no risk to join, but the rewards could pay off passively for years to come. See you there. 
Wow, that's amazing. I spoke and- for so long. No, I, I was just like so enthralled the whole time. I was like, tell me more. I mean, I, I love I love this conversation. I was just thinking about retrogrades in general, like what you said about the, the chaos. I mean, anytime in life, it's like, of course, we don't necessarily want to deal with the chaos, but usually on the other side of that is something beautiful or like achieving a next level or you know, improving the relationship or what, whatever it is. So I, I think that's, that's super interesting. And okay. So you said the dates were, well, not exactly, but around end of July to early September. It goes July 22nd. Okay. I think it's September 6th. I mean, we'll have a pre shadow period, like that's already starting. So that's why this stuff is already kind of coming up. And then you'll have a post shadow period that goes into October. I don't know. I think I think it's so interesting. It's like every time in our social like platforms that have just kind of taken retrograde and run with it as like this really negative thing. And like my whole, I feel like a part of my job is to like reframe what retrograde means. And like, I'm definitely someone, I think it's a lot in my chart. I think it's a lot of just like how I exist in this world. I'm definitely someone that likes to face things. Like I do not really want to avoid conflict. I do not want to like, if there's a problem, like I cannot live with the problem being out without it being addressed. Uh, Same. Is that like, (laughs) do you think that's like a fire, a fire sign thing? I mean, I, I'm not, it's, I don't have fire in my big three, but I think I have it in my Aries. Is that right? I mean, I, in my Aries Mar- is the I mean, fire sign in your Mars. Yeah. But I don't know how that, but I'm, I'm the same way. Like I literally, and it's, it's funny when, you know, how people say like, don't go to bed mad. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I can't because if I <laughs> do not get resolution from like whatever the conflict is or whatever, like I will not be sleeping because it will be like eating me alive. Like I have to get some sort of resolution, whether that means I'm screaming at somebody or like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will not be sleeping. Um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it, I think that this is like, again, kind of who I am. It's like, I marry both the Eastern and Western kind of world and worlds. Um, I 100% it has something to do with our chart. I also think like, that's a very like anxious tendency is like the fear of like, what, what would it mean if I went, if I just sat on this and went to bed? Like, I do think that there are times and a huge learning lesson for me in my personal relationship was like, yeah, I don't need to, not everything needs to be like, a catastrophic conversation. Like I did not know how to have conversations that were not like end all be all and about the smallest things. So I do think like there's, there is definitely some like anxious tendencies in that. And that's like Venus in retrograde. Like this would be a perfect opportunity for me to address that is like, what is it with this, what, with this conflict bringing up in me? Like, why can't I just sit with it? Like, why am I afraid of not addressing that it's there or talking through it or having someone say it's okay because the person that needs to say it's okay is usually you you know what I mean saying it to yourself yeah so would you say like kind of the rest of the summer the sort of theme is more around relationships rather than or can there be multiple kind of things happening at the same time yeah I think there's I mean there's multiple things there's also my other, these are my two favorite things I think that are happening this summer. I mean, there's a lot always happening astrologically, but these ones I feel like have the most pivotal, um, 
like life changes. So there's Venus going retrograde. And then on July 17th, our North and South node are transitioning. So our North node, um, is entering Aries and our South node is entering Libra. So I do think there's a big theme in relationships throughout this summer. Again, that's all relationships. Like that's also your relationship with yourself. And the South node is really like the South node in Libra is really asking us to like have some big clearing in terms of people pleasing, codependency, um, you know, not really sticking up for like what you need and what you want. That's a huge theme that we're going to see. And then our North node entering Aries is like a little bit polarity of that because Aries really wants to like demand that you get things done your way and that you find what's right for you and that you have this pull towards more authentic connections and deeper connections. Like surface level stuff is not really going to work. So I think that it, it relationships tends to be the theme this summer. A relationship to me is an opportunity to find out who you are and to find out what you need to heal. And like, I think that we're relational beings because it gives us these like really beautiful, profound mirrors that help us see ourselves. I feel like, at least in my experience, a lot of this journey of life has been like finding who I am again. And like underneath all of these experiences that I've had, like who is she at the core? And like, what does she want and what does she need and what does she want to tell me? And relationships help you get there. And yeah, they tend to, sometimes they help you get there in a way that's like very confronting, you know, um, and sometimes painful, but it's always an opportunity for you to get closer with yourself. So while relationships might be the theme, always ask yourself, what is this bringing, how is this bringing me back to myself? How in this moment can I choose myself. I think the most healthy relationships are the ones where the individuals hold themselves at the same level that they hold the relationship. Like your relationship with yourself is just as important and needs to be like fostered and cared for at the same level that you foster the relationship you have with your friends or your partner or your family, like whatever it is. Um, and I do think that there is going to be a, a group of people that are like, okay, I, I want things done differently. I think we're seeing it already, but people that are really like this kind of will inspire them to um, want more for their career, want more freedom in their life, like want to, they're like, I'm sick and tired of being a supporting character in my own life. I don't want to give all of my time to working for this person or getting stuck in this rat race. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that throughout this expansion of the summer that's happening is they're going to come out of it. Like I know that I am destined for more. And instead of waiting for someone to come and say, Hey, you're really powerful and insightful and talented and inspiring. Here's your stage for you to like show everyone. People are going to be like, fuck it. I'm building my own stage. Like I, I, I'm going to make this happen for myself. I'm going to go after things. So if you're feeling that, then you're already there. Like start taking action. This summer is a good time to like move towards the things that you want to move towards and everything has to be done in baby steps. Know that like, you know, not everything is a leap and then you just appear. Sometimes it's like one foot in front of the other, but as long as you hold on to that voice in you that's like you know you're meant to do more keep going yeah 
I love that. It's like main character energy this summer. Yes. <laughs> start, start, start working towards it. Yeah. I, I love that. Well, I love the whole conversation about relationships and Venus and everything. And, um, it was making me think of the next thing on my list that I, that I've had down is Kyle and Mauricio question mark. <laughs> oh my I, God. You're a real housewives fan, right? Yes. Okay. Wait, I actually was dying to ask you, do you watch New Jersey? Yes. Have you watched the recent season? Yes. I believe okay, so. there is, there's one girl in it who like, I, every time I see her, I just assume, like, I just, put you to her oh really who she has like dark hair oh I wish I could remember her name wait she, is it this is so her she, first season is it um uh Rach wait what's her name is it why can't I think of her name she she's has, spicy hold on there's I have to I have to yes. find out I think I know who you're talking about but I can't think of her name right now I know and she weirdly yeah Rachel Fuda okay that's who I was thinking <laughs> oh my god well thanks <laughs> I, I don't know why I just like if you were a real housewife I feel like this is who you would be I feel um, like that's a compliment I don't know yeah, I no, think totally. I, I I have to be honest I so I did watch the the most recent season I think I stopped watching at the reunions because I just can't with the reunions sometimes when it's just arguing like and it's not getting anywhere I'm like I cannot but the actual season I'm into <laughs> Andy Cohen has been losing his shit at the he reunions. To, yes. He's literally like, like at this last one, he was like screaming. He was like, shut up. I was like, oh, I know. Like this man is like, stop doing the reunions. And they're like yeah. three parts. It's like, it's too much. No, it definitely is too much. But I haven't got into this whole drama. I mean, I've, I've seen a little bit of the Kyle and what, how do you say is it? Mauricio? Mauricio. Yeah. And then the more and then Morgan Wade is involved. I was what's going on? I know I was very confused about it. I was actually when I saw the initial announcement, I was like really sad because I was like, oh my gosh, I really love them as a couple. And I have actually gone to a yoga class where Kyle was in the class with me. And I was like so starstruck. And she talked to me and she was so friendly and so nice and so beautiful. And so I was just really like invested in this whole <laughs> their whole relationship. Um, but but yeah, so it like came out that they were separating and then they said, no, we're not. And then now there's something about like her potential relationship with the singer Morgan Wade. But then now I'm seeing that like people are speculating that it's kind of for drama for the new yeah. season of Beverly Hills, which I'm like, I don't know. I can't imagine you would put your like relationship on the line for that, but who knows? I feel like they would. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have been saying like she she's done like she, somehow she's been like the longest running Real Housewife, but she hasn't really ever been involved in like a major drama ever, you know, besides just like the normal fighting with people. But I don't know. I guess we'll watch it play out. Be Beverly Hills is definitely my favorite season or uh, franchise. So, yeah, it feels like there's always like some sort of big thing that happens. The only one the only time I remember it being like nothing happened before it like accidentally happened while filming is Salt Lake City. Like when she got like, I feel like when I was watching that, I was like, do you think the producers were just like, fuck yeah. Like as it was unrolling, they're just like, we didn't think this team was going to go anywhere. And all of a sudden they're like on a bus and she's like getting pulled over on the side of the road and getting arrested. Like, I feel like they do sometimes like plant things pre-season to bring into the season but like watching like I feel like everyone Salt Lake City like set all the other franchises were like okay we gotta ramp it up yeah 
Well, I mean, I definitely, I, I feel like that's Beverly Hills was like, oh, well, nobody's going to jail and no, nobody's like cheating. So we need some sort of drama. <laughs> like you guys need to say that you're breaking up, but then not, I don't know. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Like Salt Lake City, that, that was absolutely crazy. Um, Bananas. Yeah. Well, anyways, there was our, there was our little Real Housewives <laughs> chat in there. I was just gonna say, I love Real Housewives. Like, I don't know why people shit on Real Housewives. I'm just like, I don't know. It's like, also every time I'm watching a like film or a really good TV show the entire time, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, I wonder how they set this up. Like, this is really like, I'm emotionally involved. Like I'm going through it. Like I'm thinking about how the shots were done. I'm thinking about like how the text was written, like everything. When I watch Real Housewives, I'm literally like, (laughs) I just like chill back. And I'm like, this is, it's wonderful. It's light. I'm like, this is so, it's letting me get through my need for drama instead of creating it in my own life. I mean, they're really doing us a service. (laughs) Uh, I completely agree. I know it's so funny because I, my love of it, people probably are like, do you just, are you just addicted to drama? And I'm like, no, the thing is I have little to none in my regular life. So I need to get it from somewhere else, you know? Um, Totally. uh, But I guess let's end out this episode with another card poll if you're up for it. We're just bouncing around all over the place. I know. I normally do, but- I I feel like that was just so relevant and so many people reached out to me that they loved it last time. So oh, good. I'm so that. glad. Yes. Um, I did. I was shuffling when I was doing it and so many cards, like six cards, like just dropped like one after the other. So I was like, okay. Um, when I was pulling, I was thinking of, I don't know why, like when I was doing my own morning routine and my own, you know, just kind of knowing what my day was planning and I did some tarot for myself what really came up in thinking about coming here, which I've already said is like the people that are going to find hearing that Venus is going retrograde in Leo too, which is like a very intense, um, in your face sign, um, that it was going to bring up anxiety. So I was just like, I wanted to do a poll that was kind of thinking of messages for Venus in retrograde and like what it's coming here to tell us. Um, and yeah, six cards dropped out. Um, I'm going to just read the cards. Does, does that help if I say the cards for people? Um, yeah, go ahead. I actually have a quick question though. When, when yeah. the cards fall out, do you, do you use those in the reading or are they just kind of like, yeah, like when I shuffle, like I'll shuffle like this essentially sometimes and like one will just drop out like boom, boom, boom. Or sometimes, um, I like reading cards that drop out. Like sometimes you can do a really traditional pull, which is like cutting the deck and, and then like pulling what's on top and pulling what's from the bottom. I like reading cards that drop out. Cause to me, like I can go into more of a meditative state while shuffling and just really think about what I want the message. Like I think about the people who are going to hear the message and I'm just like, how can we deliver this to them? And then if a card just drops out, that like helps me feel, I don't have to think so much about pulling it off the top or, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I was shuffling for like, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds and one dropped out and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And as I'm looking, (laughs) see like, like three dropped out at once. So, um, I was like, okay, these are, this is the messages. And it, it was, it really does align with Venus and emotions because we do have, three cups and the justice card. Um, and then we have 
one pentacles card and one swords this which in what's very interesting to me is that we also pulled the queen of cups last time i'm almost positive i didn't check but that was the first card that dropped out and that really is like our the master of you know trying to master our emotions and um give them space and a platform while also not falling victim to them so i feel like this entire reading we have the 9 of cups the six of pentacles, the justice card, um, the seven of swords and the six of cups. So heavy in the cups. When I think about how this pertains to Venus in retrograde, it's like for those of you that already feel like you're in a place of alignment and balance within your emotional life, this is a really good opportunity to be of service to other people. Cause there is a group of people that kind of are already fine. Like they're already grounded and something like Venus in retrograde, while it might bring up something small or allow them to kind of have an easy transition, it's not going to be as chaotic as it will be for other people. So if you're one of those people that already feels really rooted and calm and feels like when things come up in, when it comes to your relationships in life, you feel really able to take care of them. This is a time for you to be of service to other people. This is a time for you to be sharing those words on social media. This is a time for you to ask how you can be of service to your community, to your partner, to your friends, to your family, having those kind of duality of someone feeling really grounded and someone being like, I'm like this, I'm getting really rocked by this. That's going to really help both parties kind of come to a more expansive lesson. Um, and I will say that there's definitely the seven of swords is not my favorite card. It definitely speaks to some hiding of information. Um, and I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean like literal. Sometimes it's just like that avoidance that a lot of people have, like there is a, you know, avoiding something is a self-protective act. You know, it's like, it's a fear of, of, what would happen if you looked at it? Um, and so this to me speaks to personally for people, like this is going to come up for a lot of people of like, what haven't I been looking at? What have I been trying to turn my head away from? Um, my, the greatest lesson would be, and the greatest message would be to actively turn towards it yourself instead of waiting for it to kind of hit you in the face, because that is going to come up. Like, what you've been avoiding, especially within relationships. Again, this is family, friend, all of the above and your intimate partnerships. Like what you've been avoiding is going to come up for you. That doesn't have to be scary. Like it doesn't, it's not going to kill your relationship. It's going to kill this season of your relationship and give you both the opportunity to build something new that is benefit, that benefits the two of you more than it has been before. You know, like a journal prompt with every single morning throughout Um, retrograde is sitting, like get down on your journal at the top of your journal, say, what am I afraid to know about myself today? And then free, like, let yourself just kind of write whatever it is and whatever weird things come up, you know, just being in, being really willing to kind of see your own blind spots is going to be very profound throughout this time. Um, And there will be a lot of like looking at the past, looking at your actions of the past, and kind of coming to acceptance with them 
I think that we have a lot of, at least for me, and I think a lot of people, there's sometimes a lot of shame in how we acted in the past, whether it was like out of fear or out of anxiety or out of doubt, like we maybe went against our own, our own moral code, or we felt like we didn't live up to our greatest potential in that moment. So there, like, there might be things that come up or just randomly, like if you're on a walk, you might think of that thing that happened two years ago and be like, Oh, why did I do that? Or why did I respond that way? Or why didn't I say this? Like, if you find yourself kind of revisiting old things, let them play out in your head. Like my favorite thing to ever do is when that stuff happens to me a lot, I'll be like remembering a time of something. And instead of the second I feel that shame towards myself, I bring in my current self with all the new information that she has. I bring her into the frame and allow her to say what the old version of me couldn't say. And then just take the old version of you in your hand and walk her out of the frame. Like we, this is a, this is a really beautiful time to have some healing with yourself as well. And, and to have some kind of letting go of how you feel about yourself, how you talk about yourself, like programmings that you have with yourself. This is also that stuff is going to come up and that's going to give you an opportunity to kind of release and let go. You know, the final thing is really just giving yourself space for your own emotions as well as the emotions of your community. I think that we have over prioritized the the journey of the individual to an extent that is like pretty unhealthy for our society. Um, and what that has us doing is showing up in relationships and finding what is how it's going to benefit us immediately. Like when the argument happens or when the feeling that is icky happens, like you want to fix it for you immediately, a really good tool throughout Venus and retrograde that will help you grow and the other person, but will really help you grow is if you in those moments with those other people, like in those sticky situations, when something comes up between you and another person, when you're feeling activated, triggered or whatever it is, um, really asking how you can hear what they're saying, take on what they're saying and help them through it. Like how, how can I also be of service to you? How can I see how my emotions and my actions are affecting you? And how can I then pivot a little bit, not to change who I am, but to grow from who I am into something bigger and bolder. And how can I see what you're giving me as an opportunity for me to expand deeper within myself rather than an attack on who I am. I think that that's going to come up a lot. Like notice when people come to you and they're like, Hey, I don't like how you did this. Or like, you know, there's going to be sticky and hard conversations. Like it's retrograde. Things are going to be missaid. Things are going to be misread. Like that's just going to happen. Um, but instead of notice before you get triggered and like grab that and pull it down and put it in your root chakra and literally just say, okay, I see that it's making me feel really defensive right now. Can you explain it further? Like my biggest advice to anyone who wants to use this, see this retrograde as an opportunity to benefit you to the better is to just slow down, slow down in your relationships, slow down in your conversation. If that means taking more time alone, do it. Like if you need more time to kind of digest things and, um, not 
be quickly activated, then prioritize that. Make sure you're finding that time. Um, and yeah, I think that that's how you'll, that's how you'll benefit the most from it. <laughs> well, I love that. I know I'm going to be implementing that. I'm somebody who likes to go very fast and just like get things done, go rush the conversation, rush the work to get it over with all of that. So I think slowing down is a good, a good reminder for me and a, a good note to end this on. And I think, yeah. I think people are going to find a lot of value in that. So thank you so much again for being here. Um, oh my God. Thank you for having me again. It was so much fun. And I, I love going all over the place. These are like my favorite topics to cover, obviously a I know. business, a little astrology, <laughs> a little real housewives, you know, <laughs> I know. I love it. It's funny too. Cause it's like, it doesn't feel jumpy when you're in it. And then I'm always like, I wonder what it's like to listen back to that. <laughs> no, but honestly, I mean, sometimes I think it, sometimes me as an interviewer, I do feel like I jump around a lot. Obviously these topics are, but I feel like there is kind of a common thread, especially if you're talking about like the energies of the summer, we kind of found yeah. a way to intertwine it all. So, um, <laughs> you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you could screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at rebel nutrition and tag Devin at the Oracle's daughter. Is it the Oracle's daughters? Yes. Okay. So two S's. Sorry. I should have plurals. Two plurals. I should have uh, got that before I said it, but I think <laughs> they know you at this point. So it's fine. Yeah. And then of course we will link to all of your stuff in the show notes and um, thank you so much for being here. We'll have to have you back again for part three. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you were listening to this? It helps us reach more people with this message. I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to attract your desires is to start showing up as the version of you who already has those things right now. There's nothing standing in your way from feeling those feelings today. Now go have a beautiful rest of your day.